Star Wars News Podcast. I'm Dan Badabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Well, swallowing a croissant. <laughs> croissant. Thank you for the detail. Um, welcome yeah, back. That was because I nearly choked yeah. on the first Because I started the podcast at the wrong moment? Is that nope. why? Okay. Nope. No, I was just, I took a uh, 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 bite way too long into the theme for it to be reasonable <laughs> to be ready when it was over. Um, welcome back. Welcome back to you too. We're in the... It's a new year. So it's a great time to be a teacher. Yeah, oh, it is absolutely. Kids, as kids, the students are so energetic and enthusiastic and happy to be back. They actually are. They are. They yeah. seem to be very, very happy. You're not I'm, being sarcastic. No, I'm not. No, I, I thought the same thing. This morning I went to class. They're, they're buzzing. They're happy. I said, "What? You must, is this your first class of the day?" They're like, "No, we started at 8 a.m." All right, but we are here to talk about Star Wars. I just finished telling my class about how uh, a podcast has to stick to its niche and be true to its brand and not talk about things other than the, the thing they talk about. So we are going to talk about Star Wars today. Uh, it's been I a while. We're going to say so. They were going to talk about Star Trek. Yes, today. right. That's right. Oh, by the way, I want to have. I'll run this by you just mm-hmm. live on the show. Um, some friends of mine from CGOB, Brett McGarry and Jeff mm-hmm. Braun, who know one as the Couch Potatoes. We've had yeah. Brett on the show before. I we think sure we had him have. on Media Nerds. And um, they are doing a special concert at the concert hall with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, Star Trek versus Star Wars. So the idea is that they are going to introduce segments. Uh, they're going to play music from both franchises and kind of, I guess, showcase that that kind of thing. So I thought we could have them on the show oh. to talk about that. Well, uh, Star Wars music is better. Let's start with that. For that's, your, one, that's 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 one of the ways I think Star Wars is undeniably better than Star Trek. I'm a Star Trek fan, though. But, I mean, I always thought Jerry Goldsmith's Star Trek theme, which was used for Next Generation as well as the movies, I thought it uh, sounded like a Star Wars uh, spinoff to me. <laughs> Although Star Trek came first. You're talking about the original series theme or mm-hmm. the moons for the movies? Um, the movies. Yeah, okay. The Jerry Goldsmith movie theme. The uh, theme from the original uh, series is cheesy and wonderful. Ooh. Wonderful. That one, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. There's some words to that, apparently. Did you know that? There are words. Google it. There's there's words that Gene Roddenberry wrote to that music. Other than the mission statement. Yes, that, that's right. That, there's a, uh, lyrics to the Star Trek theme. Beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in starlight. Wow. <laughs> there you oh, go. Every year, uh, here's a PR spoiler for anyone in PR class listening, and that is. When we talk about mission statements, I usually call upon someone in class who I know to be a Star Wars fan. I say, come on up. I got a mission statement for you to read the class. And then they look at the slip of paper and they go, oh, no, because it's the Star Trek mission statement. <laughs> and they go, so uh, this year I think I know who it's going to be. And so I get them to come up to the to the front and they and you can see the look on their face and they go, space, the final frontier. <laughs> and they, they don't want it as half-hearted. See, and the thing is, I'm not I'm not the kind of fan who hates Star Trek. Like, no, I, I, like, I like Star Trek. I grew up on it. Um, I've watched every Star Trek series. I've probably seen every episode ever and every movie. And there's oh, a, so, me too. certainly a lot more content than there is for Star Wars, which is, you know, probably why I love Star Wars more. It's uh, mm-hmm. We didn't get as much for a long time, so you had to kind of love what you had. It's it's fine, but there are people out there that really do feel strongly that Star Trek, Star Trek versus Star Wars is a thing, and they... They'll fight those those angry nerds, those ones I, that get 
worked up about the stuff. I think that was from back in the day when there's so few franchises that you, 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 there was a choice <laughs> between Star Trek and Star Wars. Right. And people felt strongly about one or the other because that's all there really was. I remember, I, as I said, I've said on this podcast in the past, when I first went to see Star Trek, the motion picture, I remember thinking, this better not be good because I want Star Wars to win. <laughs> well, then you're, you're, so, you, you got your wish. Well, well I did, did I ever. <laughs> and I, I remember walking out of the theater and going, well, at least Star Wars is safe. <laughs> but but uh, but then I, then I recall... Um, Alien came out, and that was actually good. And, right, and, yeah. And Terminator and the, uh, yeah, 2. Other space type of movies. Yeah. Yes, that's right. There that, were was the be- that was the beginning of it's okay to like lots of different franchises. You don't have to just choose one. So those were good. And I also remember there was a movie with Sean Connery that isn't very good. Was it called Outland? Oh, yeah, yep. Outland? I remember that one, yep. Yeah. I don't mind it. No. I, I haven't seen it in years, but I, I didn't mind it when I I haven't I saw seen it. it in years either, but I remember going to see that at the Met back in the day. And and going, hey, this one's pretty decent too. Except he had a shotgun; he didn't have a laser anything. Right, so yes. I remember it was like a little late in the game, and you're like, "Where's the laser? Come on!" <laughs> but 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 there were lots. That's sort of the beginning of we can love all different kinds of franchises. Yeah, that's true. So I do think I think that Star Wars versus Star Trek is old, is okay. an old kind of trope for people our age as opposed to now. I don't think anybody cares. I have, uh, as always, I we're going to start with uh, a clickbaity headline in a segment. Oh. I, a segment I still can't figure out a name for, but I'm going to call it This Week in Star Wars Clickbait. Oh, Jabba. What now? <laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? What? Goodness gracious me. That's a good name. Okay. Uh, here's, the, here's the headline. This is straight from, brought to you by Flipboard, not a sponsor, but that's... Uh, they're a full of Star Wars I get, I get it, but it's not Flipboard's fault is the people putting it out. Here's the headline. The headline is, here's how Disney will release Star Wars movie after 2019. Oh, that's interesting. Let's Sp- click. What does it say? Spoiler alert. In the theater. <laughs> it's the stupidest freaking article I've ever read. It's like, seriously. There, now, there was a bunch of them. Again, same thing with this media cultures that everybody picks up on the same thing and publishes an article about it, right? Finds a so new somebody, way. Somebody interviewed Bob Iger about Disney Plus and whether or not somebody put forth the idea that they wouldn't release the Star Wars films in the theater, that they would just release them on Disney Plus. And no, that is not the case because you can still, with a movie like Star Wars, you can still make a ton of money at the theater. And not everybody's going to get Disney Plus. So that's that's you're not going to give that up. It's a stupid idea to begin with. But that headline, like most of the other headlines, said that in the headline, like why why they're not going to use debut these Star Wars movies. Although they are debuting the TV series, but that's a different thing. Those are TV series, right? They're not as high a budget, uh, not as big of a uh, an event. I guess TV you say. storytelling is not the same. It's not the we, same, as no. we've learned as a uh, movie storytelling. Yeah. So. Just a ridiculous. By the way, I'm going to shame the poster of it. Who is it that said this? Fatherly.com. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. Uh, a, I see it on Flipboard a lot. Fatherly for fathers. Is that what it's for? I don't know. Oh, interesting. Do, um, do you have more there for clickbait? No, that's. I just oh. do one. Just oh, one I saw per week. One. We can. We can only. We I, can only. Uh, can I just mention one I saw over the holidays? Sure. Just because it was the most ridiculous thing. It was. Uh, Mark Hamill finds perfect way to shut down Star Wars trolls was the headline. I was like, he does oh. that every day. I was like, yeah, what's this about? And I look at it, and it's basically he teased somebody. <laughs> it wasn't he even is like, awesome on Twitter. Yeah. He is so but good. But it wasn't even him shutting down a troll. It was him teasing somebody about Episode Nine. Like having fun. Is with that the them. thing where they said he said it's called Episode Nine? Is that the one? No, we talked di- about that last time. There was a different one okay. where he said 
somebody said, what do you know about uh, episode nine? And his response was, I know everything about it. <laughs> That's the end. That's the end of the tweet. Everything. Right. Of course. He's yeah. a, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in the movie. Oh, wow. He sure shut down that troll. Although, speaking of Mark Hamill tweets, there was an interesting one this week where somebody asked him on, it was like National Trivia Day or something. Uh-huh. They asked him a little known fact that maybe most people wouldn't know about Star Wars. And what he said was that in the um, oh, right. the uh, final uh, Death Star scene where they're attacking the Death Star and all the pilots are in the X-Wing. By the way, there was one X-Wing that they all got into for their turn to shoot. So there's that. I, that was kind of more common knowledge. But the thing he said is that um, none of the actors were wearing pants. They were all in their shorts because it was so hot. It was like a heat wave in, in England when they mm-hmm. shot it. And it was so hot in the studio and hot in that uh, outfit that they all kind of got in there. They were only wearing the top part of their uniform. They weren't wearing pants. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to see a photo from the set during a break of That's all those pilots sitting around, Porkins and Wedge and Luke and Biggs, all sitting around with no pants on. That's why Red Leader couldn't eject. <laughs> it was like he would rather die hitting the Death Star than eject without <laughs> pants on. How does that work in space anyway? How do you eject in space? Well, they, they do say eject, but have we? We've never seen no, somebody because eject. What, there's, there's no. They're not wearing a space suit. They would die if they ejected. There could be. I remember they made some lines of. Uh, action figures and vehicles not in the movies <laughs> those vehicles not in the movies and one of them was like a little pod that looked like it could be like an ejected that's not how a, i don't think that's how an x-wing is built i really no. don't think that that would be for x-wing so that would not be a, it's, it's kind of funny that we still have that because they who says it somebody says somebody eject, says eject. eject yeah and he goes no i can hold him up ah! it's just something you say when you're like it's like we all know that george lucas based that fight on uh, on yeah. old world war ii like you know dog fighting footage so that's something you would say to a pilot in a in a dogfight situation, but uh, no. By the way, we can write a clickbait headline for this what we've just thought about, which is why X-wing fighters couldn't possibly do what one character insists they must. It's a, it's Something like that, and then they, people click on it. No, no, that's the perfect one. And they they even do it now. Uh, I noticed that the clickbait headlines on. I get a media roundup. Uh, and I can't actually remember the name of the organization, but they send a media roundup every day, and they're like, this actor who starred in many sitcoms died. And you're like, who died? So you have to click on every. There's literally not a single oh. headline that tells you what the actual news is. That's awful. It's like, yeah. thank, here's your clickbait the other, roundup. The other worst, while well, we're just ranting on this, the other worst thing is the uh, the listicles that go page by page, so you have to click through to each page. Forget it. So I don't bother. It's I don't over. Bother. No, I don't no. bother because they're just looking for advertising uh, impressions. Yeah. Do you know that we are in 2019? It is a what? new year. Did you? I'm sure you made lots of New Year's resolutions that you're going to stick to this year. Uh, buy more Star Wars, buy less Star Wars figures. I tweeted my resolution, and it was, um, what was it again? Uh, I saw. I actually saw somebody, some someone, not even somebody I know, but someone over the break tweet something from the gym saying "booty game on" or something like that, or "booty." Booty game, yes, or something. And so I tweeted, I have never once tweeted that from the gym. And in 2019, I won't as well. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I that was my that. only resolution. Okay. Okay. I will continue to not do something that's irritating. Well, according to Wired Magazine, 2019 is going to be the year of Star Wars. Star Wars is going to to come back. It's called uh, – Star Wars will return in full force in 2019. This is a piece on uh, Wired. Pun not intended. 
I think it is very much intended. Um, and that's, you know, they're they're kind of basing it off of the idea that 2018 was not a good year for Star Wars. They had uh, a lot of backlash. In early 2018, there was a lot of backlash over The Last Jedi, a lot of haters out there, uh, a lot of trolls, a lot of the ugly side of fandom uh, getting the spotlight as well. They had the end of uh, Rebels, and, uh, and Solo didn't do as well as everyone hoped it would. Um, so I guess the, by that those standards, they're saying 2018 was a bad year, although I think it was fine. It was a good year for us. We had, we got to see Pablo and talk to Pablo about we Star Wars. We saw Pablo. Pa- pa- Pablo. <laughs> I almost said uh, mispronounced his name there. And we uh, saw Solo. We saw Solo. That yeah. was a great movie. Uh, we loved Solo. I still love Solo. That, yeah. to me, revitalized my fandom for Star but, Wars. You know, and for And most people who say they don't like it, in fact, I don't think they've even seen it. And I'm still meeting people who didn't even know it came out. I got to tell a story actually on CGOB about it um, because it was a, there's a sports show that goes on Sundays when I work. And the host there, Cam Poitras, is also a big Star Wars fan. We talk about it off air. And he wanted me to share. Um, he was doing kind of an end of the year top 10 moments in the sports mm-hmm. uh, thing. And my top moment in sports was when Pablo Hidalgo was watching the Jets playoff oh. game from the red carpet of Solo. Right, So I told that story on the show. And it was really, it's a great, like for me, it's a, it's my fandom of the Jets, it's my fandom of Star Wars coming together, my fandom of being a Winnipegger, and it, it was just kind of a great thing to see, all this glitz and glamour and Hollywood stuff going on. Pablo's just there on his phone watching the Jets play uh, Nashville. I mentioned that to my students yeah, yesterday. Yeah. We do, there's a, a traditional start of the semester assignment I give to the PR students just to show them what goes into an event plan, and I go, imagine honoring Pablo for his achievements at the alumni dinner. And then I'll reveal to them in the next class that, in fact, that happened. And that, and, <laughs> we finally and, did it. Right. It, well, it actually happened. We did not do the dinner, that that part of it. We gave no, him no. an award, but we didn't do the dinner. Right. And Greedo showed up, I remember. <laughs> Greedo, a very tall, skinny Greedo. Yeah. I wonder who that could <laughs> have been. I wonder. He's also sometimes a very tall, skinny Kylo and, Ren. And who else was there? I only noticed the Greedo, but I didn't. Oh, there's a uh, bunch of the Mand- the, the Mandalorian Mercs, oh, uh, right? which is kind of a sort of like the 501st. And they're, they're a international organization, but they have a local chapter here, and they all craft their own Mandalorian armor. Yeah. And I'm sure they're all very thrilled about the new TV show, The Mandalorian, which is also coming out in 2019. And that's another reason that Wired gives uh, that Star Wars is going to be the yeah. 2019 is going to be the year of Star Wars. Mandalorian. I don't know if the Oscar, um, uh, sorry, not the uh, what's his name, not Oscar Isaac, the um, Diego Luna show is going to be premiering or not. No, they say uh, it's only shooting in October. Okay, so it probably won't come out so till no, 2020. Yeah. But uh, also, of course, Episode Nine being the big thing at the end of the year that we're all waiting for. And you mentioned to me as we. We were coming in to record the podcast that uh, hey we're, we're getting crickets here we're getting nothing yeah nothing from uh, from any no teaser no no nothing no I no th- title what's going on but I think they're giving us a break because I think the general consensus was solo came too quick after uh, last yeah Jedi. but then they might what if they go too far in the other direction it's possible are they like okay I think I think a movie per year was perfect I really do I think we had. In, in December. In December, yeah. Because they that was the habit-forming but behavior. And that, the, the, the mistake with Solo is that they released it too soon. It should have come out in December. It should be, it should be in theaters right now, basically. It would have been great if it was in th- What did it have to go against Aquaman? Come on. It would have killed Aquaman in the in the box office. I think Aquaman is benefiting from no competition. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see it? No, Aquaman? I have not seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. I mean, I guess – well, we, we live in an era – like. 
we live in an era where Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture <laughs> at the Golden Globes. And that, by the way, was the movie that Brian Singer was removed from. And he still and, thanked everybody. Right. And uh, well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't there. I don't think. I don't no, think no. But he went on Instagram and thanked people. Oh, did he? Yeah. OK, well, there you <laughs> on go. On his own. Not, not mentioned in any thank you speeches. Nothing. A, a film that basically was savaged by critics, um, except everyone kind of agrees that the last scene is good. I haven't yeah. actually seen it yet. No, I know. That's what everybody says. But, the last recreation of the Live Aid concert is amazing. But we almost do so well. I mean, I think we made the transition where we're living in a world basing what's good based on results and not actual content because I like Solo quite a bit. And because it did less well. And other Star Wars movies were all led to believe it's no good, which isn't the case. Conversely, I saw Venom. I, yeah. I took, I rented it on uh, demand, uh, and it's done pretty well, more better oh, than anyone expected. It did very well, uh, and it's an awful movie. It's yeah, horrible. I believe it. It's really, really bad. Um, so, and I, I was just stunned that it actually did did well in the theater. So, yeah, you're right. There is there's a lot of. It's not always content based. Although it sh- these days it should be with Rotten Tomatoes, it should be. But I think. People are now more skeptical about Rotten Tomatoes, and they would rather judge for themselves. I don't know. I don't know why. It's almost, films are critic-proof. People just decide that it's the time is right to see them. And I think Bohemian Rhapsody, like I'm a huge Queen fan, but uh, like well, I watch those trailers, and they, there's a couple of scenes they release too on iTunes, and I've watched them, and it's just beyond dumb. The way, like even the scenes they released aren't that good, and uh, including. You know, things like clap your hands together and like, oh, hey, we wrote We Will Rock You. It's that easy. We just clap <laughs> clap your hands and there's We Will Rock You. Hey, can you play me three notes on the bass? Hey, you just wrote another One Bites the Dust. Like, it's like that. Everything looks like it's – it could not have happened in the way the well, that, film that shows was, that you that was most happened. of the critical. And now, not to get too far in the, on the Queen uh, um, yep. story, but uh, most people said that, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, Borat. Um, Sassy Baron Corwin was originally supposed to play Freddie Mercury, but he wanted to make a more gritty, realistic biopic, and they didn't want to do that. Right. They wanted to be more fluffy, and so it's not really, doesn't really get into a lot of the the dirty details about Freddie Mercury. And not that there's a ton, but there's some some stuff there. I mean, it was the 80s and rock and roll. I'm sure there were drugs. I'm sure there was lots of sex and that kind of stuff. Well, that and they and that's another criticism of the film is that it glosses over all of that. Right. Right. But uh, but but I think Star Wars is in a boat where. If they like Force Awakens was was box office success and people did equate that with so top was, quality, but where so was the Last Jedi? The Last Jedi was also box office success, yeah, but faced more criticism from fans more than anything. Um, it wasn't the critics; it got fairly well uh, a critic like um, rated. I think I don't know. Actually, I'll look up its Rotten Tomato score, but I think that uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Sorry, we're pausing for a second. Well, no, there's another there's another thing about the online world, and that is certain things become Trump versus Hillary, and, they, <laughs> yeah, and it cannot yeah. be stopped. And yeah. they've already said that the uh, you know the Russian disinformation agency that was part favorite, of it. Yeah, that was, that was part, part of it. it. Yeah, they they targeted the election and they targeted Star Wars. But that being said, I know people, and actually, I know people who want to come on this podcast, and I will bring them on when we find a time. Um, mm-hmm. to who who hate the last Jedi? Oh, sure. So I know people in real life who don't like that film, so sure. it's not as um, you know intangible as some of that stuff they're saying about online. Anyway, back to 2019, year of Star Wars, nothing coming out. So when we've already kind of said this, but let's talk a little bit more about how do you think that's going to roll out advertising marketing for the final episode? What are we going to see first? Super Bowl. But we're going to see a title reveal. We're going to see a trailer. Both, Both. at, at the, the same, same time. time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because that way, if you give us a title the same time as you give us a teaser, then you don't have to show much in the teaser. 
Okay. You, you know, like you can show like a shadow. You can show uh, so, you can show Yoda going, I'm back or whatever. You can show whatever you want. And then as long as there's a title, then there's all the talking points you need. Unbelievable. The Last Jedi has a 91% tomato meter on, on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. That's critics. 45% audience score. Bizarre. Like that's, and it's probably like for a movie like Venom, it's probably flipped. Never you know before I mean? for a Star Wars movie have we seen something like that, I don't think. No, I know. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to see a Super Bowl ad. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, don't know what else to uh, – I mean, there's all kinds of things. Oh, going. No but, American Super Bowl ads in Canada, by the way. Who cares? Thanks, we'll watch, we'll watch thanks Trump. <laughs> Trump. But, but, is that uh, Trump or is that Trudeau? Both. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, fellas. <laughs> For your hard work, <laughs> we got I, one year of it, yeah. one year only, Pr- depriving you know what? us. I don't, I don't mind that. I think it's fine. It's who cares? We can see them all online anyway. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to watch the football game. I don't care about the football game. No, neither do I. <laughs> so, so we're going to watch them. We'll just go on uh, USA Today and, and rate them like we do right. every year. So my my standpoint is, if it doesn't matter, and we all agree it doesn't, then show them. Uh, but that takes away. There are people who care about the football game and who will watch it live, and there are Canadian advertisers that want to get in there. Pizza Hotline has to get their Super Bowl that's ad That's the there. problem. Well, that's what it is. That's Best what, that's Sleep what Center and Dufresne <laughs> all fighting each other. These are local brands that yeah. you've never heard of if you're not from Winnipeg. And that's the fun. All right. So, that's where the fun begins. <laughs> Um, other things happening in 2019, the Disneyland Parks, Star Wars Land opens up in Disneyland and then later on in the year in uh, Disney World, along with the hotel, the Galaxy the Edge, it's called. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of previews on it, lots of uh, kind of sneak peeks and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm hoping to get out there this year. I really am, either in the summertime or in the, in the, when the whenever it gets over the, be over the holidays. But I would really like to go out and see it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. What if the, what if uh, the walls are around it by then? <laughs> walls on the other side of the American. Oh, US. oh! I thought. By the way, I thought he was building it around Disney. If World. Anybody wants to see what that wall would look like? You should watch the film Monsters, uh, because they actually build a wall on the wet Mexico border for them. Really? Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to tie back to Star Wars, it was the first film by Gareth Edwards. This film is about uh, aliens or something invading. They invade Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're only in Mexico and they build a giant wall and there's a shot of this giant wall on the border that that to keep the monsters out. So there's like you know, symbolism and stuff going on there, I think. it's Although these, this is years ago. This is way before Donald Trump. Donald Trump probably saw that movie and thought, yeah, that's a good idea. So anyway. Um, so yeah, we have, we have the uh, uh, new theme parks coming in and by the way, uh, Disney's increasing the prices at its parks in anticipation of uh, more people coming there. So it's gone to from uh, right now $135 for a one-day pass, which is more than it was when I was there. So maybe they raise them every year. It was I think it was around 100 bucks. But I did the I did the multi-day, so it's cheaper if you buy a multi-day pass. Hmm. Um, from $135 to $149, and then. Um, Oh, there's certain value dates. So I guess the cheapest you can get it at certain times of year, which is obviously going to be at lower lower times, uh, 97 up to 104. So not so bad on that end of it. But on the higher end of it, it's going to be they're raising, they're jacking up the prices ahead of the Star Wars, which I guess who can blame them? Well, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I was last in Disney World in 1976, pre Star Wars coming out the first time. Okay, when I, when I was in grade four. And I have photos of the event and of me posing with Robin Hood mascot. And it was the price of admission, I think, was the same as a movie. Well, cheap. back then, back then they would have um, they would have done it by tickets for rides. Like, I don't think they did the all-inclusive 
No. You know, like right now you pay one fee, get it, you can go whenever you want. The that's, idea that's of a, the yeah, the idea of that was not. No, you hatched. got you bought a book of tickets and you used like three. Right. It's like when you go to the, a fair here, in, in t- a local fair, three tickets gets you on this ride, four tickets gets you on this ride. That's right. how it worked back then. So, And it was like 10 bucks for a big book of tickets. It was so cheap back then. Yeah, it was but super I, cheap. Yeah. I also uh, saw another article about the uh, the, ha- the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um ride and they say it's they said it's going to be a lot like uh the current star tours ride which i don't know if they're getting rid of or not they must be getting they, rid they of must it. be i guess so it's in that's in hollywood studios because it'll look crappy by comparison well it's i mean i thought it was pretty cool but all the stuff right right now all the star wars stuff is kind of centered in hollywood studios because mm-hmm. that's it's a hollywood film franchise so that's where they did the like they have the they have a giant ad at there. They've got, um, you know, a speeder you can get on and pretend you're riding a speeder uh, bike, like in a, in Endor. And um, they also they have a couple other things. But they also had the Jedi Academy where uh, they get up there and they get all these kids. My kids didn't get in on time, otherwise they would have done it. You get there, you get your own lightsaber, you follow along with the master, and then Darth Vader shows up, and, uh-huh. and it's really good. It's fun. It's fun. To, we watched it. It was so fun. Um, so that kind of stuff. That'll all move to this Galaxy's Edge park. Ah. Oh. And I imagine they're still going to have the character spots similar to where you want to go meet Mickey or or Donald Duck or any of those characters. Same, same thing with Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. Or, I didn't even know that they'd introduced that until you told me. That it was, they, yeah, well, it's, it's a character it's, spot well, where you, they, they are promised to be there for a certain amount of time and you line up. Yes, right? you line up for it. Um, I do think they'll do you probably. Pay for it? No, it doesn't okay. cost. I don't think it costs money. I don't think it does. I think if you want to take. A photo, you can, but they also provide a photo service, so you can pay for a photo through their thing, or you can just do your own. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure. Um, but the other thing is that I, I think what they'll do early on is a lot more, because they used to actually have the characters walking around more in the parks. That's what it was all about. It was a happenstance. Yeah, you just kept wandering yeah. around, and you run into Tigger or somebody right. else, right? So that I think that will be happening early on. But I think they'll phase that out in the first year, and then it'll be character spots for the most part. You get to see them. It's I already said this a long time ago. It's like they have a bodyguard. It's like they're walking around with a little entourage. Like uh, they, I saw Woody from Toy Story walking around with like three staff around him to make sure he gets – probably because the guy can't see in his freaking suit. But he he's walking from like the castle to his spot and then back and all that other stuff. So it's got the, they have a little security detail around uh, the, star, the uh, characters. See, so we'll get to see that. In my photo with uh, uh, the Robin Hood Fox character, uh, behind him is uh, Donald Duck with his pants. You know, no pants. Yeah, right. Donald yeah. Duck. Did. Speaking of no pants, he Speak, must have yeah. flown an X-wing. He must have been an X-wing pilot. And in front of uh, there's a little child photobombing my photo. And, but there is not a staff member to be seen anywhere. So I think back in the day, I think the people dressed up in the costumes had to go it alone. They had to be their own security. Well, that was it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But these days, of course, you would, they would be stopped every two seconds for selfies and all that other stuff. So that this is a, it's necessary in order to achieve like some sort of order there. And it right? also looks bad if you have the uh, the person dressed as a mascot who also has to defend themselves against somebody. Like, <laughs> oh, there was the at the Winnipeg. You know what? The Winnipeg Jets game at Chicago. Somebody attacked the the mascot. Did you see that? Is this first, that was a, first generation or, or new generation? New, new. Oh, this was like this was like a couple months ago. Oh, I didn't know. I, know. I did but, not hear about that. And I thought, oh no, what Winnipeg fan attacked the Chicago? And there was video of it, and it was bad. It was basically like the mascot fighting with the fan, oh, wow. trying to push the fan off him. But it actually turned out. I think it was. I thought, oh god, it's going to be some idiot from Winnipeg, and we're going to have to hear all about it. And it, it was like strangely quiet. And I think. 
NBC covered it, and it's and they were like, Chicago was playing the Winnipeg Jets, but they didn't say who the fan was. And in the video, it looked like it was actually a Chicago fan that attacked the mascot. Oh, okay. So I think that's what happened. Well, probably because the mascot was taunting yeah. him as they do. That's their job, right? Cor- well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was – unless it was a Winnipeg Jets fan who dressed – let's start a conspiracy. They're dressed <laughs> like a Chicago that's fan. That's right. John Boyega has some a long-standing rumor, seemingly confirmed by John Boyega, is that there's about a year difference. A year goes by between oh. the episodes eight and nine, so yep. not a huge surprise. I don't think I don't care. I mean, that seems pretty normal. I think having the more unusual step was to have episode nine take or episode eight take place immediately after episode seven. That doesn't happen in Star Wars usually. There's some usually some sort of break between. I would also say that accounted for some of the issues. That people saw with the film, I think, because there's a lot that happens in that movie that in light of where we left off in episode seven yeah, seems a little fast. Yeah. With what we're seeing. But but, yeah, I, I like the expanse of the Star Wars universe and I like how the first trilogy like not everything has to be like the first trilogy. No, exactly. Course, yeah. But I like I sort of like that not knowing I kind of like sort of seeing how how are things going to be different in this movie even to start with. And I even remember Return of the Jedi seeing um, C-3PO and R2-D2 on Tatooine for the first time uh, in that movie. And I remember going, oh, wait a sec. That's right. They got to go see. They're actually going to make a they're going to make a heist out of this Han Solo and Carbonite. Like, I remember yeah. sort of being surprised. Yeah. It's by kind of that. like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone right. does their part. Right. So so with, uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fun involved in the not knowing. Although – this being the modern era, we probably will know how the film is going to start. Right, exactly. Yeah. Any new toys, by the way? Anything new on the toy front for you? Uh, what's more alarming than new toys is seeing the new toys that last came out not selling. Uh, <laughs> and that, Maybe that that's ap- why we're not seeing new toys. That appears to be the case uh, in the places I frequent. I go and look and... The, the, you cannot sell that Grand Moff Tarkin six-inch figure for the life of you, apparently, because it's been sitting there so, forever. So uh, you think they're oversaturating the market with this, these things? Like, there's too I much I think in it? there wasn't a huge demand on the figures after Solo. Well. I think it's that simple. Because they, they've got... Grand Moff Tarkin's an original character, of course, but he's also in Rogue One. Yeah. But next to him, they've got all the new Solo figures, basically. All of them. They have the, the Beckett's there. Like, anything you want is a six-inch figure just sitting there. And so it's lumped in with all of those, and it's just, they do not appear to be moving. Like, and even I, like as a collector, have not bought them. But I, you know, hey, if the price is right, if the sale you starts, you wait for them to get marked down. Well, you never know. Like, yeah. I ended up seeing. Uh, ultimately, I saw I, they, they were selling Ray on the speeder. The six. I inch, saw that one. Yeah, and yeah. it was cool. It was cool, but it was eighty dollars. Yeah, when it came out, and ultimately, I saw it for twenty three. I think is where it <laughs> bottomed out, and it was like that's I'm pretty massive price cut so i think there's deals to be had but there aren't really many figures that are coming out into the marketplace at this well point. again we're gonna have a kind of a long period uh the longest in this new era of star wars between films so well, well we'll get our force friday i suppose and yeah in september yeah they'll do that and uh we i don't know what kind of merchandise they're going to come out with as far as this mandalorian show goes or if they're oh. going to toys and stuff based on that uh it's all kind of in the future like you know, how is this Disney streaming service going to roll out? Where are we going to be able to get it? It's going to be an issue because people are so used to Netflix. I think that's going to be an issue for Disney. Um, people seem resistant to want to sign up for other streaming services. Like, you have not signed up for Amazon Prime. 
Oh, I'm so close though. Well, like, but, like that's a fu- it's funny that you bring that up because I'm just I'm on the cusp of doing it. Okay, I'm so close. Well, because you could you do I mean you don't order as much as you used to from Amazon, but you do order stuff from Amazon sometimes. Yeah, there are there are great shows that are worth watching on that streaming service. So you know, but you you are somewhat resistant to to getting something other well, than Netflix. Part of it is a, a lack of information from Amazon Canada on what you get. Like, is there is Amazon Prime? And then there's Amazon Video. Right. Right? Yeah. No, and, you're right. The branding is off. Right. Sure. So the branding, it's a little confusing, and it's also confusing. Like, the other thing I don't want to do is pay for something where Canadians get ripped off, but you've already told me that it's the full slate of Amazon as far as I, Yeah, as far as yeah. I can tell, I get everything. Yeah, so, um, so I'm on the cusp of it. I wouldn't say, like, I'm closer than, I, I, I'm closer than I've ever been, but we are right now in the Oscars lead-in. And so this is when I know I'm going to binge watch movies like endlessly. And those are going to be on on Amazon Prime for sure. What? But leading up until the until uh, the Oscars, that's what I will bide my time doing. Right. So the question is, where will those be? Wherever those are is where I'll be for the next month and a half. Okay. What are the Oscars? February. Yeah, uh, beginning of February. Or, think, no, end of February. Sorry, end of February. Think Solo yeah. will have a no, be nominated. Well, maybe nominated. special effects. Maybe some kind of special effects. Maybe nice. makeup special effects or maybe score. I don't know. It'd be nice to see John Williams get another Oscar before oh. he's done. But uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Yeah. Oh no, but at the score. I mean, he wrote the song, but not the score. Now, did he win anything for the Phantom Menace? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, might maybe have been nominated, but to me, and I mean, I would say also the the Force Awakens. Some of those themes, like Ray's theme and those like new yeah. stuff, was really good. Yeah, so it's I, a good soundtrack. Say, yeah, yeah, I think that certainly he deserved a nomination for that kind of work. Maybe not so much for solo but because he didn't do a lot of that. He solo. only did one song. Yeah, and then the rest of it was someone else. Yeah, who, whose name I forget. Pardon um, me. Uh, by the way, Solo is coming to Netflix next week. Yeah. So anybody who has not watched it yet, this is your chance. And just wait. I predict we're going to see a lot of people saying, "Hey, this isn't bad." It's what's, better than I thought. What's going on? Why wasn't this? And that's that's going to be the the conversation next week around Star Wars. You mark my words. Uh, people are going to watch it and go, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind this at all. So, you know. No. It, it I, just pisses me off that it, it it's just viewed so negatively right now. Right. And, and as a box office disaster. But it really it, wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, really, it still made hundreds of millions right. of dollars. It earned less than other Star Wars movies. It's like uh, I was, Every movie earns less than other Star Wars movies. Right. And I always say, like, the like sometimes when you tweet something about the Beatles, people are like, well, the White Album isn't as good as blah, 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 blah. And you're like, sure, you can compare Beatles to Beatles. And some, <laughs> and some of it will be better Beatles than other Beatles. But really, the Beatles are the best band. And uh, if you're splitting hairs by comparing it to itself, then you got you know, like get a life kind of thing. Yeah. And to me, Star Wars is the same thing. Like get a life. It's all <laughs> it's all been successful. You're comparing Solo to the most successful films ever made. Yes. So right. of course it's gonna it's gonna suffer. And, and we knew it was gonna happen because of yeah. the saturation of content. The more content there is, the greater chance that it's not gonna do as well. And so that's what it is. And it's not the, that it's a low quality film. It's yeah. just there's a lot of it out there, and there's more competition. And the frequency uh, of Star Wars uh, in that one six month period that we had uh, for Last Jedi and then Solo, there's too much Star Wars. They they over they overfed a hungry audience for Star Wars, yeah. and now we just need to get hungry again. <laughs> that's <laughs> did, what it's all we about. Need to, we need to fast for a while. Okay, before yeah. we go, I want one more thing I wanted to talk about. I meant to do this weeks mm-hmm. ago, but just didn't have time. Um, and I fell down this rabbit hole a while back, and I actually talked about it on our uh, Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, rather. If you're not part of our Facebook group, you can join by just searching Star Wars Nerds 
on Facebook, and you can find us. Um, and we had some good conversations about it. I know you don't really use Facebook, so you probably didn't see it. But uh, I'm going to play a song for you, and I want you to see if you can tell me what it is. It's it's obviously Star Wars. You can tell by the sound effects, but I just want you to see if you remember this. Okay. You know what that is? Mm-mm, I thought I did it at the beginning. Now I don't. Oh, really? What? Take a guess. Well, I thought in the be- when I first heard the music, it sounded to me like a mashup of Kenner commercials, and that's what I thought this was going no. to be. Um, and then when the song started, I was like, oh, wait a sec. It sounds 80s. Do you, do you recognize the singer at all? I was trying to. Hey, I, can I give, I'll give you a hint. And, give and maybe hint. people listening already know what this is. Um, the singer Stuart Copeland. Oh, Stuart Copeland. He had a band called Clark Kent. Uh, I don't know is? if that's it, but okay. but this is the, the theme song for the Droids cartoon from the eighties. Oh, so this is a very short-lived cartoon series. It's on it's on YouTube, by the way. You can watch all the episodes. They're only like fifteen episodes or something. I think it was just one season. But they did these spin-off series after Return. Of the, this is like the only thing that was out for Star Wars for a long time. Yeah. After Return of the Jedi, in I think eighty-five, they launched this and they launched an Ewoks, and the Ewoks theme was. They're the E E E E E walks. <laughs> Not as good of a song, but I loved this show, and so I remembered it. I saw a cover of this song performed by the Cybertronic Spree, uh-huh. which is kind of a nerdy rock band that does covers of these kinds of songs, and they also dress up like Transformers. Um, and I, uh, I just went, wow! I for- totally forgot about this cartoon. Found it on YouTube. Watched a couple episodes. It is pretty good. Yeah, I, I watched the occasional episode back in the day, and for a brief period of time, I've got all the classic Star Wars figures. For a brief period of time, I thought, maybe I'll buy those droids figures. Those would probably be worth something these days. Well, that's the problem. The problem is, and I sort of um, got knowledgeable before I fell into that rabbit hole, because okay. there was a couple of figures that were made in very short supply. And if you can find one of those, it's thousands of dollars kind of thing. I was like, nah, I don't really need those. I did see the droids era era R2-D2 and C-3PO once at one of the collectible stores. And I was like, "Mm," they were selling them each loose and not in great condition for 200 bucks each. Whoa. Yeah, and that's for- Holy crap. But but of course, the two main figures are the, and they're cool cartoonized versions. The the style is really neat. I like that style. It's actually, if you look at the art style, it's it's produced by Nelvana, Uh who actually also did the Boba Fett cartoon in the holiday special, by the way, but it's not that same same style. The Boba Fett cartoon is more along the lines of like Aeon Flux or something. It's kind of this weird artsy style. This is different, but it's more in the style of- I want to say the real Ghostbusters, if you remember right. that cartoon. That's right. Similar, and actually similar 
looks i think the one of the characters in the first couple episodes they get so this is the, by the way if you haven't seen this the story of c3po and r2d2 it takes place 15 years before um before new hope so this is after uh revenge of the sith but we we hadn't gotten Revenge of the Sith yet, so there was no mention of that. But it takes place 15 years before they become um, uh, Luke's droids. And so the, they start off, and it's very, very derivative of the original film. So they start off on this desert planet, very much like Tatooine, but it's not Tatooine. They get, um, you know, they kind of find new owners in these two speeder racer guys. And uh, and one of them looks a lot like uh, Ray from the last Ghostbusters, and pretty, or the real Ghostbusters. I think that pretty much they use the same character design to change the hair. And it looks a lot like Ray. So I think there's that little bit of that going on, reusing cells mm-hmm. and reusing designs. Um, but I, it's solid. It's a really it gives you this view of the Star Wars universe that we just didn't have back then, right? They go everywhere. There's they change owners several times over the course course of the the show, and we get to see different planets, and we get to see like all kinds of things, like like the Bunta Eve speed race, which is in that. That's right. It's not that it's not something that they just made up for the Phantom Menace. It is in this in this. It was a big pod race. It's a big speeder race. So yeah. that stuff is in this, and it's kind of a neat look into that universe at that time yeah they it actually it actually uh gives a shout out to things that uh eventually appear in the star Wars now this universe. is not officially canon no right as, as far as it's concerned but it was a licensed lucasfilm and yeah. it was pretty much the closest thing to the clone wars tv show that we got now but yeah. back then when they never thought of tying it all together right this is also it also predates the extended universe i think that might have been one of the first hints that star wars is for kids like one of the first right. real uh attempts to capture a child market as opposed yes. to sort of the teenager which it which it had or been or, or or like young adult kind right, of like exactly. early, early 20s right. uh yeah and, and again i watched it regularly as a kid they were back to back droids and ewoks and i would watch them both and mm-hmm. and that was like part of my saturday morning cartoon lineup and it was <laughs> It was really good, although I did not like the Ewoks as much. The Ewoks was not as—I mean, they stayed on Endor. That was—they didn't go anywhere. That was my <laughs> issue with it. Um, certainly, it's interesting, but I don't know. It was not—it was still Star Wars, so I liked it, but it was not as good as Droids, in my opinion. Yeah. And that song is so catchy, man. It's so catchy. And it is. And uh, you know what? Um, he had Stuart Copeland had a hit with his band Clark Kent. I can't think of the name of it. It's on every. That's cool that they had a band yeah. named after Superman. Right. Exactly. Oh, he spelled it. I think he had to spell it with. A different letter? Uh, two Ks, I think oh, is how okay. he spelt it. And it's on a lot of 80s samplers. I have it. I just can't remember the name of the song right now. And uh, that was the closest he came to having a hit. Other than, uh, with, other the than with the police. Yeah, okay. uh, and, and the fact that he sang it, which is also what made it uh, made it kind of cool. It's like, yeah. oh, that drummer can actually sing? Because yeah. you never saw him sing with the police. So. Exactly. That's great. So, so he's got the Star Wars connection. A little throwback for uh, for this. We'll try to do that as much as we can now, see if we can throw back to earlier yeah. versions of Star Wars and and, uh, and talk about that a little bit. Because I know that you know there's not a ton. We're not getting a ton of information right now. We will get eventually. But for now, we're just going to kind of uh, spin our wheels, so to speak, as far as Star Wars goes and try and make an interesting podcast well you know we could always invite cheyenne on our podcast our student cheyenne to talk about her love of ewoks that's films. right yeah she which, caravan of yeah. courage was her entry into the star wars universe yeah that's right <laughs> so it could so she had nowhere to go but up exactly yeah that's right all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the star wars nerds i'm dan vadawonker i'm kenton larson don't let the forest hit you on the ass no i'm taking an awful risk man this is better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon. No, I'm not.